the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get underway on a Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the week day, over the hill day, and we're closer to Friday than we were on uh, Monday. Ken is here, Ken Yang, who's chairman of the uh, GOP uh, county, Saline County, and uh, also chairman of all the chairmen of the GOP here in Arkansas. Is that the right way you put it? Yes. I get so, it yeah, chair of the chairs. You'll be happy. Easy. You'll be happy that, to know that I uh, turned in my paperwork uh, Tuesday, and I'll be a part of the or the Alono County. Yeah. This is great. Every every place is growing uh, that I travel to. I was in four different counties last week, uh, speaking to groups, and so uh, and it's you know it's new people that are joining. Well, that's good. Committees. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, sad news yesterday in that uh, we had a death in rock and roll. And uh, so uh, let me just play this song in, uh, in uh, remembrance of Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Rolling Stones. He died at age 80. <laughs> their number one hit from 1965 in satisfaction and that's charlie watts in the background that's his banging away on the snare drum keeping the beat for him and did it from the beginning and uh, he passed away on monday no word on the cause of his death although he had uh, an operation a few weeks back evidently it was a heart operation doctor said he was doing really well uh but um no telling what's going to happen when you're 80 years old and you have, you know, surgery on your heart. So uh, that's one of the first deaths uh, on the Stones since um, they lost. Who was it they lost at the very beginning? Uh, was it Brian? Was that who it was that, uh, that died, uh, drowned in the pool? And, uh, I mean... They've been lucky as far as that goes. They're, uh, none of them are spring chickens anymore. I mean, they're going on tour this year. 
They're starting September 26th. That's crazy. Across the United States again. I, I have not heard about Little Rock. I don't know if they're coming here or coming close. I'm sure they'll be in Dallas if they're traveling across the United States. And uh, if, if so, here's all I'll say to you. If you've never seen them in concert, go see them now. I mean, one's gone. The rest are going to leave you know, the mortal coil, as they say, uh, in, in the near future. Uh don't don't miss out on one of the greatest rock and roll groups of all time. Well, I told you know before COVID, uh, I said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to go." Eat, not you know, you, you obviously have to have money to go to concerts, and you yeah, have, man, they charge an arm and a leg now, which is just ridiculous. But I said, you know what? I I, I, I talked to so many folks, uh, and they're you know that are older than me. Oh, I went to this, I went to that, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to miss out on you know. Uh, a band that may be, you know, super popular still 50 years from now if I'm still alive and be able to say, oh, yeah, I went to that concert. I went to this concert. So, Well, here's the key. Yeah. You go see some of these classic rock bands. Yeah. They're not going to be around much no. longer. And music's good. So, you know, the classic ones uh, uh, um, and then the uh, uh, the new ones. I just said, you know, live music's just always good. You know, I saw a, a Brooks and Dunn in concert a few years ago. That was awesome. Yep. Well, uh, they're they're like classics now. <laughs> yeah. They've been around forever. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, if they came to Little Rock, I definitely would see what they were. Rolling Stones yeah. in Little Rock. I'd see. I'm trying to think. Is the last time the Stones were here was it the Voodoo Lounge tour? That's what seems to me was the last time they were mm-hmm. here. That was the one that just caused such a, a huge uproar because they had the phallic balloons on stage with them, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. It was uh, it was a crazy show. Still, the craziest concert I've ever been to is the Rage Against the Machines. Oh, they're crazy! That's the crazy. They're crazy, yeah. and they're anti-American too. You know they they don't like America. Have you ever listened to their lyrics? Uh, the, the, I mean, I, most people. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. A lot of people have no idea what a lot of groups are even saying because can't understand the lyrics, yeah. and you don't get liner notes like you used to do. And and so you like the music. I mean, I be honest, like um, I love Stone Temple Pilot, mm. but their lyrics are just a little bit weird. <laughs> Can I say their lead singer is really weird or weirder? Did he did he commit suicide? I can't remember. Uh, that was Wyland. Did he? You know, he dressed up like a woman all the time on mm. stage. But you know, for rock and roll, you know, you can't miss. Yeah. you can't. You can't kill that song, Vaseline, I'm just telling you. It's a great <laughs> song. It is a great piece of music. All right, so anyway, just letting you know what's going on. Uh, by the way, if you're trying to, if you listen on the radio and you're saying, "Where's where are you on Facebook, we're having problems with our, our little camera, and Heidi's working diligently behind the scenes trying to get the, and she's not happy. <laughs> I'm looking at, she's not happy. It's not working. Usually, come in, you push a button, and it goes, and it's just not going today. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't like you today, Heidi. Yeah. yeah. What is it they always say? Technology is great when it works. Yeah. <laughs> just the way it is. All right, some big news today. Uh, the Biden administration, well, right now I'm going to tell you, they're. I'm not going to say they're happy for Afghanistan but they got some cover from Afghanistan yesterday. There was a huge decision by the Supreme Court yesterday. Again, you're taking a look at this. Mm-hmm. 
they've uh, they've reinstated the Trump stay in Mexico yeah. policy, and uh, they're not happy. You know, I'm I'm sure they're not happy. Uh, with the three liberal justice uh, justices in dissent, the court said the administration likely violated the, the administration being Biden administration likely violated federal law in its efforts to rescind the program informally known as remain in Mexico. Tom Cotton tweeted out, this is a victory for America and a defeat for the Biden administration, the human traffickers and the cartels. By the way, I'm hearing through the grapevine that the, uh, the deal that went down in Conway with the drugs on Monday, I think it was, maybe cartel related so we'll have to i'll I'll keep i'll keep my ears open for you all right and uh kevin mccarthy says it was a wise decision by the supreme court i hope it serves as a reminder for president biden to take america's border security seriously i should have a laugh track for this for this show i really should because i'm 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 sorry there kevin but Surely you're joking on that one because the Biden administration are not going to take that as a reminder in any way, shape or form. Right now, I can tell you the lawyers are working to figure out a way around what the Supreme Court has just done. Well, it's a great decision. Yes, Um, it was. The only thing I disagree with uh, that's tiny in the article is there's actually four liberal justices, not three. And John Roberts would be uh, included in that. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, but uh, he hasn't been the the best conservative. Let's put it that way. He just likes to be in the majority, and so uh, he he likes writing the majority opinion. Well, you know what his key is. It it's all about his legacy now. Yeah, that's what it's all. It, it started with Obamacare, and it continues now. But. Uh, um, it, you know, I'm as you know, I've always been I'm passionate about immigration, uh, and uh, you know the left continues to perpetuate this uh, um, this idea that you know everyone's you know open borders, uh, you know everyone's you know just come in no matter what, and uh, you know Trump really tried his best to put a stop to it. it doesn't say you can't come here. Um, you just, just got to come the way we ask you to yeah, come. That's right, and we're a nation of borders, and there are people that don't border the United States that are waiting in line across the Atlantic and Pacific doing the right, doing the right way. Cause they can't just, you know, walk across a, a physical border. Well, I look at it this way. You've what's, what's going on in Afghanistan. A lot of nasty people again are yeah. going to, I mean, it, it, that hasn't stopped, but it's going to accelerate again. They're going to want to get into our borders, and right. there are sleeper cells in this in this country already. Well, it's the same thing when we had when we were talking about accepting those Syrian refugees, and at least with the Afghan refugees, you know, for for the most part, I don't know all of it, but for the most part, you know who they are, whether they've helped the Americans, whether they're believers, and and they have a track record. And so that that's the only I think benefit of the Afghan refugees is if they go through the process. Of yeah. being vetted, it's different. But a lot of what Biden wants, you know, uh, when even in the Obama administration with the Syrian refugees, and then now with Mexico, and and who knows who else is over there at the border, you know, just come on in. Yeah, basically, what staying in Mexico does, it gives us time to vet 
the yeah. people that are trying to get into our country and that's a necessity anymore it mm-hmm. just is a necessity it the sooner or later that was going to come back and bite us in in the bum there's no doubt about yeah. that what's happening in afghanistan yeah. it may not be tomorrow may not be next week may not be next year but i'm guaranteeing you within the next few years i believe we'll be back in afghanistan fighting terrorists again i mean the taliban you know they're, they're they just facilitate isis and al-qaeda yeah. and everybody else that comes there and sets up their little training camps and their their areas of operations to try to get have, at, the, no, no, at no, europe and just, us no, just, just, just just say it the way it needs to be said we should have killed all of them yeah i i'm the old marine saying kill them all that got to sort them out you know we did this, this war on terrorism this fight to end al-qaeda and taliban and you know, even Trump was was wrong in negotiating with them. They should have all been killed. Yep, I don't disagree with you on that one, Ken. Um, and you, yep. you find me in firm agreement with you. But <laughs> I'm a former military guy. You know, that's we we just break things and kill people. All right, so Dave Ellswick show. Ken Yang is with us. Uh, Rose Mims is going to join us by phone. We just were notified about that. Uh, she's got something coming up. She wants to talk about so. We'll let you know about it when she's on with us at about 25 minutes until uh, 7 o'clock. Right now, I want to remind you about Pat Davis and how he can save you money. Save you money on your health insurance. Why pay, you know, thousands of dollars a month for health insurance when Pat can, you know, help save you 30 to 50%? Tell you where else he can help you save. No co-pays. That's right. You go see the doctor or the specialist or whatever. You're not going to be shelling out green to them before you're even seen. No 25, 75, 125 copays at all. None. Zero. Zilch. Nada. What other word can I use for zero? Anyway, all of that, you, you're not going to pay a copay. It's going to be a, a regular uh, health plan. It's not a share plan. It's from any provider in the nation that you want to use. And uh, this is insurance that is great for people who are self-employed or for small businesses that still supply uh, health insurance uh, to their workers. So call Pat, talk to him, let him help you personally. You know, everybody's story, everybody's situation is different let him work with you pat davis 501-605-6935 or your health plan man that's what everybody calls him it's just one word your health plan man.com all right 24 minutes after six it's going to be hot 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 today here in the area 108 110 degrees feels like temperature and yeah it's going to be that way all the way through friday i guess there's a chance on Saturday we might see a rain shower and then a little bit of cooler. This is being the I-80 yeah. kind of thing, you know. I'll take that. Yeah, I, I'll take it where I can get it, you know. That's the old saying. By the way, I was checking in uh, on the area that I'm staying at uh, there on, uh, on Panama Beach, and the temperature there was 89 degrees. It's perfect. Mm. And I hear it call – Heidi, I hear I hear Florida calling me. All right, Dave, Dave. 
I, I hear it calling me to, to come and sit on the shore of the Gulf. I can dig, at least I can dig the toes of one foot into the sand. <laughs> I can dig my stump in the other one. But anyway, the bottom line is uh, I'm looking forward to vacation. My vacation begins on the 9th of september and by the way the man who's sitting here with me ken yang will fill in for me on several occasions uh you're filling in on the ninth correct yes okay so you're in on the ninth and then uh, from then on i'll just tell you here's some names that you'll hear while i'm gone alan kerr is going to be on uh of course robert steinbach will be on somebody who has never done my show before will be on and i i can't wait till he does ben gilmore is going to fill in oh, for fantastic. me one day, and that's going to be great that he's going to be there. Kim Hammer's going to fill yeah. in. Lots, lots of yeah. uh, Republican politicians. Yeah, I had, uh, been on the show when uh, filled in for you a few weeks ago. He's great. Yeah. I, 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 I was really pulling for Ben. He, he worked for the lieutenant governor for several years. Yeah, he worked for Congressman Westerman before then. Yeah. Went to the lieutenant governor's office and... And really, I remember being there when he, you know, was thinking about running for state senate. You know, he didn't know if that was what he was called to do or not, but he pulled the trigger, and I mean, he worked his butt off. To he get did. He went. I mean, this guy burned some shoe leather. Yeah, big, big time shoe leather. But uh, you'll like Ben. He's a great addition to the, as I like to say, the conservative arm yes. of the uh, state senate. Very much so. You know, and out of the thirty-five, uh, we've got what thirty-one of them. Uh, we got 26 26 so yeah we have we, we got we got some work to do then we had 27 yeah i want you know i want a whole lot more yeah we had 27 but jim hendren went to where he belonged so we got 26 now yeah i, <laughs> I don't know where he's gone now somebody tried to tell me uh, a couple of days ago that they're hearing from people who say that they don't like the uh, the movement of some people in the party on the conservative side, and they're going to join Jim Hendren's party. If okay. if that's true, let me just say this: if that's true, are you crazy? You got to be crazy. You're not a conservative. No, no, and that's where uh, the Republican movement is at right now. You know, either join up or you know go back to the other party. <laughs> i agree that's where i, I look disagree. at them sorry i don't disagree and think about so. that so anyway uh we'll keep our eye on that but you want to follow jim hendren you've got to be kidding me let's see how many people are working are running for in jim hendren's party maybe one yeah jim hendren yeah. i did hear davy carter's running for ag but he hasn't said for sure yet well, you know, Jim uh, Jim was saying that he's still thinking about running for governor. I, I doubt he'll do That's it. That's what I hear. I doubt he'll do it. Uh, I, I think it's just to keep his name in the mix. But they're, they're, his group is really making a push to uh, to try to get rid of conservative Republicans. They're tra- they're, well, they're, they're trying, they're they're trying, trying to yeah. get Democrats yeah. elected. Yeah, they're, they're going to try to get Democrats that are running as Republicans elected. So keep that in mind. All right. I'll let you know the names as they pop up from uh, and 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 i'll i'm going to firmly affix them to hendron's plans yeah you, anyone that just that, look at them and see what they stand for anyone that uh, common ground uh, supports or gives money to 
they should immediately raise a red flag and said mm, i probably shouldn't support this candidate yeah i would agree with that wholeheartedly the only time i ever hear anything uh about common grounds is when i'm going to go fishing and i throw the common grounds from my coffee on the ground to draw the uh, the big worms up so that i can get a nice juicy worm to put in the water and and go fishing out there so keep that in mind all right please do that all right we got a break that we got coming up we got news and then rose mims will be calling in we're going to talk with her uh the arkansas uh, right to life uh, group has got something going on um you're involved in it so you'll be talking about it evidently too and i don't know anything about it so i'll find out about it just as soon as you find out about it here on the uh, the dave ellswick show but we'll give you about a minute of news catch up on the big stories around the world i'll tell you the two big stories afghanistan still going on and uh, the supreme court slapped down the biden administration yesterday in a uh, big decision on the border all that and more coming up all right want to remind you about pi roofing pi roofing can keep your roof in 100 percent great shape so you never see water inside your home you see water in your inside your home not a good thing you know that's a bad bad thing no uh, you want to make sure that if you don't see any discoloration on your ceilings don't see any water down along the baseboards because if it is like that damage has already occurred and significant damage is beginning because if you can see the the results of water or can see water you got some real problems and you need to get the professionals out there to fix it and pi roofing are the professionals that can fix it i i've used them for low the 18 years that i've been living out in cabot i've had them replace my roof i've had them come out and uh, find two nails that were causing problems and to fix the uh the satellite uh, debacle from direct tv they put this fly swatter looking thing on my my roof years ago and then when they took it off uh they for they forgot is what they said uh they forgot to fill the holes that uh, the big screws that they had put that thing in you know you don't you don't forget that kind of stuff that looks puts all kinds of water in your house so they fixed that for me as well pi roofing is the place to go let me just give you the number 707-3551 that's the number i call 707-3551 or visit them online you can get uh, all their help there too piroofing.com Ken Yang in the studio with me this morning, and he'll be with me until 8 o'clock. Don't forget, in the 7 o'clock hour is our trip to D.C. We'll have Congressman Hill on. We'll have Congressman Westerman on. And we've got a lot of stuff to talk to them about. The House just passed uh, the infrastructure bill without their votes. They voted against it, of course. Uh, they uh, will talk about what happened with the Supreme Court. We'll talk about what happened with, and, and is still happening in afghanistan so keep all that in mind that's coming up here on the show in the next hour but right now it is the woman who has really put the pro-life movement on the map in arkansas rose mims is with us arkansas right to life hey rose how are you good morning 
morning, Dave. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Wow. Well, you are. I mean, when people think life and they think right to life for Arkansas, uh, your name is one of the first names that's going to pop up in every, on everybody's tongue because how uh, I mean, we've talked about this. you've been involved with this forever. So what 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 is new? What is it that you want us to know about? Well, we have joined with our great friends at Family Council to promote the pro-life city or county resolutions that the General Assembly authorized this session with Act 392, giving municipalities the right to pass resolutions protecting the dignity and humanity of the unborn, the disabled, and the elderly. And so we're seeing this to uh, start taking um, action you know, around our state in 2019, Springdale became the first Arkansas city to pass a pro-life resolution trying to discourage Planned Parenthood from taking up residence there again in northwest Arkansas. And then, you know, around the country, we've seen this happening in Texas and Florida, uh, you know, even as far as Nebraska and Utah, you know, passing these kind of uh, pro-life resolutions. And even the Supreme Court said that, yes, states uh, or municipalities have the right to express a preference for childbirth rather than abortion. So, you know, we are uh, working together to make sure that uh, cities and counties all across Arkansas, I'm the number one pro-life state, uh, know about this and, and try to pass these resolutions. Has it drove you crazy that you hear these people compare Christians and the pro-life movement to the Taliban? Well, yes, that would concern anybody. But, you know, I I don't really focus on stuff like that. I just do my work day in and day out and try to um, protect life as best I can. And and we are not terrorists. You know, we want to protect everyone. And these pro-life resolutions are a good way for a community, a county, a city to say, hey, we, we want to protect life. And we've had two counties in Arkansas already pass this. Good. We have interest all over the state and in our own uh, backyard now with Saline County wanting to pass a resolution. So we want our good friends in Saline County. And Ken is, you know, head of the Republican Party there. And he's doing what he can, I know, to get the word out to generate support for this. And it's going to come before the quorum court in early September, September 7th. Okay, so you're going to be in front of the quorum court speaking out in favor of this? Am I correct about that, Mr. Yang? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I I told them that I'd be there. I mean, it it should should be a foregone conclusion. It's a 13-member uh, quorum court with all 13 Republicans. And, uh, you know, it's a good reminder of what they signed when they joined the party and when they decided to run. And one of the first things is being pro-life. So there should be no second guessing. Look, if a county like Washington County that holds liberal Fayetteville can pass a pro-life resolution calling Washington County a pro-life county, then there should be no excuse for a county like Saline. Uh, to be able to to pass this which the largest gop you know group in the state you know, in most, saline county the most conservative uh, uh county uh, statistically per capita uh, per population uh in the state 
and you and others who come before you have made that possible and congratulations on that yeah no it's uh it's uh, people that work hard people that a lot of people working behind the scenes talking to folks um and uh you know people that are rallying across the state as rose mentioned uh you know that, that list has actually grown to four uh crawford and cleburne county are now pro-life counties no good and uh as uh, rose mentions uh it's on the agenda in saline it is also on the agenda in uh, jackson county uh in uh in september well we need to get it on the on the uh, agenda for lono county i think that i can make enough noise that that can yeah. that can happen so we'll we'll try to get that to happen as as well and by the way rose i don't think i've talked to you since we we got the the designator being the most pro-life state in the united states but congratulations on that well, thank you. And it, I mean, it's due to all the hard work of pro-lifers around the state and groups like Family Council and others that joined together at the Capitol, you know, to to lobby for pro-life laws and to um, and for our elected officials, the pro-life ones that passed the pro-life laws. So it's a joint effort. And and uh, we're very proud of that designation and, and going to try to continue with all of these pro-life cities and county resolutions. And, you know, the thing about these is that they're non-binding, but it just sends a message uh, to everyone that, you know, we we want to protect life. And, and Family Council has uh, developed a wonderful toolkit for any kind of county or city municipality that would want to do this. It gives the model resolution that they can use or they can change a little bit. And then it gives lots of different ideas on how you can proactively use this designation in your county to protect life and to proclaim the message of life. You know, a lot of our cities do life change the first Sunday of October. They get involved with the support of local crisis pregnancy centers in their community. They come to the March for Life. They support organizations like Arkansas Right to Life and Family Council that are life you know, affirming organizations. And so it just is a a matter of, I think, um, good sense to say, hey, we're a pro-life community and we want to pass a pro-life resolution. So we're hoping like this will spread all across our state. And we're doing our part and you're doing your part, Dave. Thank you so much for having me on the show this morning and for us to talk about this and to let people know that they can do this in their own community. Yeah, one one last thing, uh, Rose, before I let you go, and that is uh, I know that the pro-life movement is always uh, zeroed in as being synonymous with uh, fighting against abortion, but it also has to do with euthanasia and a whole lot of other things as well. Life is more than just yeah. protecting well, life before yeah. birth. We're talking about protecting life before death and all kinds of things i was about things. to just say that dave because rose made a good point when she first started is and I, I can't stress this enough when i travel the state and i know rose does too uh when we say pro-life it means protecting life from conception right. until natural death it doesn't stop and a lot of our republican friends seem to forget that uh conception till natural death hey did you see where did you see where uh Buterich was uh was uh you know texting out that he and his partner are going to become parents kind of how how hypocritical is it that you do that and you belong to a party that wants to kill as many unborn children as you possibly can that's just it just amazes me 
you know, they're getting all kinds of high fives and stuff from everybody. But, you know, he thinks that you should be able to kill an unborn child up until the time that its head crowns from the womb. And then maybe even after. I've never, you know, I've never sat down and talked to him. You know, he might believe in that, uh, you know, compassionate care routine that they mm. that they talk about, which is, well, we'll put a blanket over the born child, and uh, that way at least it'll be warm when it dies. Unbelievable. Don't even – I get so upset, Rose. You know that. I get upset about this stuff. It really – it gets down into the core of me, and it, it just – it eats at me that this happens, and everybody then says, you know – God bless America. Folks, maybe we should start blessing God by doing what's right. You know, and that's, right. and that's getting rid of this scourge of uh, anti-life uh, people and their legislation that they push here on this country. All right, again, what's uh, where can they get all this information uh, so that they can get their, st- their, uh, their, their county to be a pro-life county? Well, they can go to our website is artl.org. We've also got the toolkit from Family Council there, and we've got our we developed a pro-life petition because we have all the county fairs going now, and we'll have the state fair in October, and we'll have a petition that people can sign. You know, trying to get their um, local JP or quorum court, whatever, to to uh, our city council to pass a pro-life legislation. Uh, resolution. And you're right, with, this is not just about abortion. It's about protecting the elderly from assisted suicide and euthanasia. And for the t- disabled also who are targeted, you know, for uh, in our culture of death, that their life is not worthy to live. So mm-hmm. these pro-life resolutions are very important, and we really encourage everyone to try to get one passed in, in their own city or county. All right, Rose, thanks for being with us, getting up early. I hope you had a really big cup of coffee so you're ready to go today. We appreciate you being with us on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thanks so much, Rose. We'll let her go. All right. We appreciate her joining us here today on the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll take a break, and Ken and I will be back to finish up this first hour. Don't forget about David Lucas. He's got a uh, a new booklet you need. If you got questions about filing for Social Security, yeah, uh, you want to get those answers in a simple, easy-to-understand booklet. Uh, they've got that booklet for you absolutely free. It's called Your Guide to Social Security. David Lucas Financial in North Little Rock uh, is the one that is giving these away free. Now, I, I used some uh, information that David Lucas gave me a couple of years ago uh, when I had to apply for my Social Security. It was that time. Unbelievable. Let me tell you what, if you're young, time goes fast. Just keep that in mind. Uh, it's a 27-page booklet, and it has all of the the big FAQs that you need to know about how to apply so that you can get even more income when you do file for Social Security. Uh, if you're within five years of filing, uh, get the free booklet now by calling 501-222-3315. As a bonus... You're also going to get a free, customized Social Security analysis. Uh, It pinpoints the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. So pick up the phone, call them right now. No, there's nobody in the office, but you'll get a voice uh, mail that you can, you know, fill in the blanks on you. What's your name? How old are you? That kind of stuff. And then they'll send this booklet 
to you. 501-222-3315. That's 501-222-3315. All right, back with you. Uh, You know, I haven't said much about Afghanistan. What is there to say except that it's a huge debacle? The president doesn't, and his administration, and I can't say, maybe I shouldn't call, say, his administration, because I don't know if it's the administration or it's just Biden. Because I'm hearing stories that his administration, some of the people are coming to him and saying, you need to do this. Nope. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it this way. You know? Well, you, and he's you causing and, all kinds of problems. Yeah. Just you and I together could have come up with a better exit strategy. I would think so. I would hope so. I can tell you this much. My exit strategy was get the civilians out first, then take the military. You know, and what everybody's talking about, what's going to happen when the time frame runs out? Well, I can tell you if I were president, here's what I would do. I would tell the Taliban, whoever they're talking about to over there. You will let us get every American out of Af- uh, you know Afghanistan and the people that are Afghanis who have worked with us, and we will take them all here to the United States, and then we'll we'll let you throw stones at yourself again. All right, but the bottom line is this: is if you hurt a hair on any of their those people's heads, you will there will be hell to pay. It will be like the movie Gladiator. I will rain hell on you. Yeah. They'll move back to the caves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, you know, and and here's the key. I think that half of the people would join us. Yeah. Well, they you, you know, know they they left them some really nice equipment. Yeah. We now the president says we're going to do some some special strikes to take care of that equipment. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what's it? Is there more swampland to sell? down in florida that doesn't have boa constrictors on it i don't know anyway i'm just saying what a debacle unbelievable debacle and you know our senator our junior senator tom cotton has been all over the president as rightly he should be about what's going down over there it's just ridiculous they don't even look if you've not been following it closely and i can understand if you don't you're not like me my my gig is that I got to sit down and watch what all the crap they're doing over there. And this is why I shaved my head. Now I can't snatch hair out of my head. It got, <laughs> it got painful. It got painful. I was pulling hair out of my head all the time. Bottom line is, is that uh, you've got uh, some people that don't even know how many Americans are in that country. Yeah. They don't have a clue. And uh, Saki is looking like one of the dumbest women yeah. I've ever heard well, you of. Well, you, you even have p- people that are just missionaries yeah. over there in Afghanistan with Campus Crusade and, and uh, things of that sort. And, uh, uh, you know, and Jin Saki has the audacity to stand up in front of the American people and say, there are no Americans in Afghanistan. That's a false narrative. It's abs- absolutely ridiculous. Now, let me just read this little piece from a story from the New York Times. Believe it or not, even the New York Times have turned against Biden about this. Uh, One Afghan man who said he had the proper travel documents and had been summoned to the airport to board an evacuation flight said he gave up because he had four children under the age of six 
and would not risk them getting lost or trampled in the heaving crowd outside the gates. And that's a real problem. Uh, I'm sure you heard about the little two-year-old boy that the mama, uh, he pulled away being a two-year-old, didn't want to hold mama's hand, and got away from her, and he got trampled in the crowd that was around the airport, and he was killed. And he said that he returned back to home in, in uh, despair. Quote, there is no way for families with kids, said the man who spoke on condition that he not be named. I couldn't bring them with me because of the crush. We tried for almost a week, but couldn't reach the gate. A week. Yeah. And couldn't get to yeah. just even the gate. And then... You're going to have to move your way through the uh, the Taliban and even uh, Americans and show your paperwork and hope that that's the paperwork that they want to see. I'm hearing that the uh, requirements sometimes change hour to hour on that. So you don't know exactly what paperwork they're going to be asking for. It's a mess. It's a it's mess, a but it's a mess, mess when you know when it's a, uh, a it's mess a, of our own making. Yes, a mess of our own making, but then now uh, spurred on by the Democrats who have a policy of America last instead of America first. Yeah, they have a policy of appeasement. Yeah, that's exactly what they what they have. Uh, yeah, I I gotta believe. I know that Trump met with the Taliban, but I'm sure the meetings with them went a little bit differently than Joe Biden's administration uh, meetings with them. All right, let's get to the news. We got uh, Congressman Hill. We have Congressman Westerman in the next hour. Stick around for that. Ken Yang is also going to be here as well on the Dave Ellswick Show. He'll be filling in with uh, for me, I think, three days during the time I'm on vacation. And yes, I'm leaving for two weeks. I'm leaving for two weeks. I got to get got to do that. And uh, in remembrance of Charlie Watts, the drummer of the Stones, who passed away at the age of 80, here's a little bit of satisfaction again. for uh, Congressman French Hill to give us a call. He's back in Washington, D.C. because they had votes yesterday. Uh, they voted on the uh, infrastructure bill. I'll just tell you right now, he voted against the infrastructure bill. So did Congressman Westerman, and I'm sure so did uh, Crawford and Womack voted against it. 
to not because there's not enough uh, Republicans to stop the Democrats right now. They control the House. Uh, and they were able to give the centralists over there, over in the uh, Democrat Party, I guess, enough breadcrumbs that they were willing to cast their votes on uh, on that as well. I, it's not a done deal yet because the Senate is talking about reconciliation because they definitely don't have the votes right now to to get it passed. So, no, um, I don't, but I, I don't think they have the votes for reconciliation. Well, uh, was it Cinema? Is that yeah, her name? Cinema, yep. Yeah, she, mm-hmm. she stepped uh, forward and uh, uh, Monday and said that she would not support it. Yep. And that's the kibosh. Uh, to be able to get it into reconciliation. So that's where they're at at that. We're going to talk to the uh, congressman about uh, several different uh, uh, things today. One, of course, we want to hear what he's hearing about Afghanistan. He gets briefings that I don't get and you don't get. So we'll see perhaps if he's got some new information that we're not hearing. And I'd really like to know what the uh, administration uh, is going to do about this deadline that the Taliban says they're going to make them keep, which is, I think, Tuesday of next week. That's the 31st. Uh, and uh, after that, they're shutting the country down, basically. But what are you going to do with the Americans that are still stuck there? Uh, nobody, Nobody's given any clean and clear answers on that yet, so... We'll see if uh, Congressman Hill has anything. And then Congressman Westerman coming up at 35, uh, and he'll be talking about uh, that, and both of them will talk about the infrastructure. The This is the social infrastructure bill. Now, remember, the Democrats have an infrastructure, which is the typical infrastructure you think about, like, you know, bridges and roads and sewers and water treatment plants and uh, even uh, – you know, now broadband and um, I don't know what else. So the Silver Streak without, uh, you know, any movie people, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, by the way, if you want to look at infrastructure, have you been watching some of the work they're getting done now out on I-30 going over the river? Pretty impressive, to say the least. It's pretty doggone impressive uh, what they have uh, been able to uh, get done thus far. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still trying to kind of figure out what it's going to look like when it's all done because you come over the bridge and you can see all the pilings that they've driven into the riverbed mm-hmm. uh, to build extra lanes of road. And then you wonder how far that's going to go down to uh, the um, I-30, I-40 merge because have you been watching that part of it and the difference yeah. that they're – the shape it's taking on yes it's going to be interesting i i just keep i hold my i hold my uh, my powder until they get it done and then i i go from what they're doing because it's hard to tell uh, they'll suddenly shut off two lanes on you know the eastbound side and put them on the westbound side and all kinds of weird stuff so when that starts happening that's when i'm coming up 440 I'm coming up the back doorway. I just wish they would uh, fix our roads before they add to our roads. Well, that's always a good thing. I agree. Having the money to maintain as well yeah. as to build. But, well, we'll see what happens with that. 
All right, I see that the congressman has joined us. And Congressman French Hill, thanks for being with us, Congressman. I, I just told my listeners my first question to you was going to be, have you heard anything from the, uh, the, the president's team or from the president himself? Did he send Saki over to you guys to mislead you and to, uh, you know, make up stories about how they're not going to leave any Americans behind? I mean, how can they not? They don't even know how many Americans are over there, number one. And number two, they're trying to work against this timeline that the Taliban has set up. Well, good morning, Dave. Great to be with you. Uh, We had a bipartisan uh, classified briefing with uh, General Austin, sec- or, or I should say Secretary Austin, Secretary Blinken, General Milley, uh, and the National Intelligence Chief yesterday. And then I saw the president's remarks yesterday <laughs> afternoon, and it was like uh, two different worlds. Yeah. So I don't, I'd say, you know, uh, of course, we have six people that we're trying to work with right now, still outside the gate, that we're trying to get uh, through to a flight in Kabul. Um, so I know every member of Congress is coping with this. Uh, it is a real disaster. And I was left with the following thoughts. One, I don't see how the August 31st date uh, is possibly able to be met. And once again, the president doubled down saying that that was the plan, period, full stop. Uh, and secondly, uh, this issue of which we're all talking about, about pulling the military out uh, prior to completing the mission, uh, that's clearly still very much on the minds of Democrats and Republicans in Congress and asking a lot of tough questions about it. But if, in fact, we don't know how many people are there or if we can get them out in this artificial Taliban-induced time frame, uh, I think our key issue is we need another air base operating. And is that realistic to set up and begin operations, say, returning to Bagram? Um, these were all things we discussed uh, yesterday in a general general way. All right. Well, a couple of your uh uh, comrades in the, the Congress, uh, Congressman Seth Moulton of Massachusetts and Congressman Meyer of Michigan really ticked off the Speaker of the House because they, they went over to Afghanistan, they said, to conduct oversight on the executive branch. And uh, details on the, on the trip uh, from a thread by the Washington Post, Josh Rogan included this. They changed their minds on extending the August 31st deadline after talking with commanders on the ground and seeing the situation here. It is obvious that because we started the evacuation so late that no matter what we do, we won't get everyone out in time even by September 11th. Well, based on the information I've had and the meetings I've been in, I would completely agree with that assessment. Despite uh, immense uh, air operations 24 hours a day, uh, I don't see how that's possible because we don't know, uh, as you said, precisely how many Americans or American contractors or American people of interest, Afghan folks of interest, uh, we don't know precisely how many are left and where they are. Yeah, Saki bragged that they're on track for the largest airlift in U.S. history. Uh, and 
on her on her Twitter account, she called it an unmitigated success story. Can we all stop, please, Congressman? I know that you got your hand over the mic right now because you're laughing so hard. Uh, it, yeah, I'm almost. <laughs> she's like. She's like joining Baghdad Bob or whatever the guy's name. Didn't I was. say that? I told. That's exactly what I told Ken today. I said this sounds like Baghdad Bob again. Because he was saying it's unbelievable. Ken, you were going to say oh. something. Go ahead. No, I. Uh, you know, I don't want to lead you down a rabbit hole, Congressman. But uh, you know, I. I you know, it should. It should always be America first and Americans first. Will there be any? ramifications towards the president or the biden administration if we do some how leave americans behind you know and I, I really don't want to talk about the i word um because i know that was just tossed around probably way too much during the trump administration but you know to leave americans behind i think is unforgivable well i think this is a catastrophic disaster for the biden presidency it determines that his incompetence really knows no bounds because we see it in economic policy and his economic illiteracy, we see it in trying to deal with Iran. We see it with our border crisis. It's the worst it's been. And now we see it in this catastrophe. I think the consequences are that he's lost complete credibility with Democrats, Democrats on Capitol Hill. And I expect robust hearings in the House and Senate looking at all the mistakes that were made here on a very bipartisan basis. I mean, this is uh, Joe Biden's uh, kind of Benghazi moment. I mean, this is one of the most embarrassing foreign policy mishaps uh, uh, in recent history, uh, certainly on the scale of, uh, we talk constantly about Saigon, but I mean, it's on the scale of Bay of Pigs. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing to the reputation of the United States. And, you know, I don't uh, I blame Joe Biden and Joe Biden's national security team at the White House for this. I don't blame General Milley's men and women in uniform or the pilots of C-17s. This was a failure, as people have said in the newspapers, uh, a failure of imagination, like the famous quote about 9-11, because they did not contemplate everything that could go wrong effectively enough to have a contingency plan. Uh, And even though they say they went through every possible contingency, it's clear that they didn't when it came to uh, Americans and the security of exiting Afghanistan in a safe and sound and and, uh, appropriate way. And so I think you'll have robust uh, opposition in Congress to this decision-making. All right, well, let's take a break. When we come back, Supreme Court helped us out a little bit yesterday. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about infrastructure uh, as well. And always remember what Rumsfeld said. There's the known, there's the unknown, and there is the unknown unknown. Famous words from him and very, very apropos for the uh, the Biden administration. We'll take a break, come back, we'll talk more. East End Towing. Wanting you to know that no matter the situation, they're ready to handle it for you. They've got all the answers. I mean, look, they belong to Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. Uh, They're licensed. They're insured. Don't use a tow operation that is not insured. Oh, please, don't do that. Because something could go wrong, and then you're going to be hanging on the hook for whatever it costs of the damages to your vehicle. Uh, And all of their trucks are permitted. So, you know, when they come up and they hook up to you, 
that they meet all the requirements to be a a state tow truck out on uh, the roads and things of that nature. And they want you to also remember that tow operators are killed on the uh, the highways every year. So slow down and move over. You see flashing lights, red, blue, or yellow, get over in the furthest lane from those lights as you can and slow down, move over, and save lives campaign. That's all from East End Towing. You want to get a hold of them, you call them, 501-888-8849, 501-888-8849. All right, back. Uh, the other day, Congressman, when the president spoke out about what was going on in Afghanistan, Afghanistan wasn't even the first thing that he talked about. He talked about this uh, $3.5 trillion infrastructure uh, program that they, they had passed and, and some other things must make Americans that are uh, over there stuck in Afghanistan, you know, very, you know, they, that they know that their country is going to come and get them when uh, the president doesn't even see them as the most important thing to talk about. Did that bother you when he did that? No, it was ridiculous. I mean, we're in the middle of a massive uh crisis for American citizens trapped in a foreign country now held by a terrorist organization. And that should have been top of mind every day for everybody in the White House. But to give you a more bizarre spin on that set of remarks from the White House yesterday, he also thanked people uh, for voting for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and it hadn't even been voted on yet. Yeah. It was it was to be voted on about, oh, I don't know, a couple of hours after he delivered those remarks. And so he used the past tense like it had already happened. So it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, I don't know what's going on down there. But the bottom line is it's insulting to the drama uh, of our men and women in the military who are really uh, at harm's way that he's put them in a much more precarious position. Because, uh, look, as August 31st approaches, you have radical elements, uh, maybe not the Taliban, but maybe AQ or ISIS uh, or just militant uh, terrorists in the country that could start in some way trying to disrupt our operation coming out of Kabul. And that's why I say my number one issue is we need in my opinion, to have Bagram reopened. As you know, it's only 28 miles or so north of Kabul. It's in a much more open, uh, remote area, much easier to secure. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, going to be a very well, you know, challenging yeah. next two weeks. And I'd really just have a you know a comment um, because you know I know you're really you're always on the ground, Congressman, talking to the people and all that stuff. But I, I have talked to grown men, veterans who literally sit in front of the TV and, and, and are crying uh, watching what they're seeing. And they're, they're literally heartbroken. Um, and I just don't I don't understand why the left doesn't feel that way, too. Well, they don't. I don't think they're – but I will tell you, because uh, it's important for Americans to see our country come together, <clears throat> there are a lot of members of Congress who are Democrats who fought and served uh, in Afghanistan, and they feel precisely the same way. Good. And that's why I believe that Biden will pay a – he's going to pay, obviously, a huge political cost for this blunder. 
And we'll see, uh, in answer to your question, if someone pays a job price uh, for it, aside from not being reelected and the House turning over to Republicans and potentially the Senate turning over to Republicans in 2022. Because, look, it's Joe Biden and the White House that issued the orders to follow this misguided uh, plan. And General Milley's job is to execute it. It's my understanding that people have uh, over and over again, time and time again, told the president that this was a misguided approach, and they pressed on. Well, Robert Gates was right. Forty-odd years as either a senator or a vice president or a president, and he hasn't gotten a foreign policy decision right yet. What what, what makes us think that he's going to get one right? And Tony Blinken is his secretary of state. And if you haven't seen the video of uh, John McCain excoriating Tony Blinken in his previous confirmation hearing before the Senate, it's worth taking a look. So I'm not sure he's the right person in the right job in this particular mission as well. So this is a tough situation. Our number one goal should be to get these Americans and the people who helped Americans out of the country as quickly and as safely as possible. And that's absolutely what General Milley committed to members of Congress, that he was doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. My concern is that do we have the ability to do that uh, with no second airfield? And that is Mm -hmm. strategically uh, my biggest concern right now. I know we have the air operations and the security to do – an amazing job between now and August 31st, but I don't think it's sufficient to do the mission, complete the mission. All right. I've got 90 seconds. Your thought about the Supreme Court decision yesterday reinstating the Trump era policy, forcing immigrants to wait in Mexico while seeking asylum in the U.S. I thought it was great for public health. I thought it was a good decision for an orderly uh adjudication of claims of someone saying that they have credible fear in their home country uh, in order to seek asylum. Uh, So I thought it was great, and I was real pleased to see it. I hope that Joe Biden will begin implementing it immediately because that was one of the key policies uh, in the Trump administration that brought order to the border uh, and gave people a better approach to seeking asylum instead of just coming into the United States illegally and disappearing into our citizenship. So I'm glad to see it. Hope Biden will follow through. All right. Congressman, thanks for the time. We'll catch up with you next week. All the best. Thanks, Dave. All right. Bye-bye again. now. Congressman, of course, French Hill. Uh, when we come back, it would be Congressman Westerman. He will join us uh, talking from – his position of uh, the uh, congressman from the 4th District will have his thoughts on Afghanistan because that's the number one story right now. But the Supreme Court story is big and the infrastructure story is a big one as as well. All right, Bill O'Reilly is up next. We'll find out what he's got for us right now. I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of people raving right now about Cabot Emergency Hospital. It is really a great thing to have in our area i live up in cabot if you're in austin or ward or bb or whatever i'm just telling you they do their job and they do it well 100 physician owned there is a board certified emergency physician on call all the time 24 7 365 the hospital never closes it is always open why because they don't know when you're going to have an emergency 
And when you have your emergency, they want to make sure you come over and they get you back to the treatment room and take care of you. Uh, there was a lady at the uh, meeting of the uh, Lone Oak GOP on Tuesday night that was uh, just raving about Cabot Emergency Hospital because she was, uh, uh, you know, diagnosed with COVID and she was having some real problems breathing and they really were able to help her. So yeah. it wasn't, uh, you know, she didn't feel like she was going to die right there in the yeah. hospital. She, uh, she she couldn't say anything bad uh, about him at all. And then I told you about my grandson who had had an operation at Children's and that night uh, a clot let go or something and he was literally drowning in his own blood. And we, we got him over to Cabot Emergency Hospital. I didn't. Uh, his dad and mom did, my daughter. And uh, they were able to take good care of him, get him stabilized and everything and get him back home and let him go to bed and get a good night's sleep. So they do their job, and they do it really, really well. And uh, just, you know, I, I think we should just thank those doctors for opening up this Cabot Emergency Hospital right up there so you don't have to run all the way down to Little Rock. And that's about 25, 30 miles, depending on what hospital you're going to. You, know, you don't have to wait for the ambulance to get to you and everything. Get to Cabot Emergency Hospital. They'll take really good care of you. And now, if only our federal legislators would allow the physicians to run their hospital like they do the public hospitals, it would be a really nice thing yeah. for them to do that. Uh, and we can go all the way back to Blanche Lincoln and why that's the way it is because she was one of the people that fought against them. All right, we'll take a break. And then we'll come back and, um, well, I don't even have to take a break. I can go right to him. He's sitting on the phone. He's ready to talk. It's Congressman Bruce Westerman, who has been out west lollygagging around, I guess, and hasn't been able to be on my show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Good to have you with us, uh, Congressman. How you doing today? Good morning, Dave. I'm I'm doing well. Made a quick trip up to D.C. to vote against some bad Democrat bills, and I'm back in Arkansas today. I was listening to you. You know, I've got a bill to uh, fix that thing with hospitals, where uh, we do allow hospitals to uh, to have competition and to allow doctor-owned hospitals Good. and to uh, do site neutrality, which is uh, you know would be great for the consumer if we could do that. Well, yeah, I mean, my, my son-in-law says, you know, Dad, they can't, they can't take TRICARE. I said, don't blame it on them, man. I said, that's legislators up in Washington, D.C. who's kept that from happening. And he says, you're kidding me. And I go, no. Do I kid you about politics? I've never kidded you about that. And that's been going on since uh, the time that uh, our, our Senator Lincoln was up there. I had a huge fight with her on the air about Arkansas Surgical over in Little Rock, one of the best hospitals around for spinal surgery. And uh, there's some insurances they can't take because of federal law. We need to change those kinds of things. I'm glad that you got some legislation out there to do that. Good for you. It'll get hurt here in a couple of years because we, Pelosi yeah, won't the, be the speaker. The, the Fair Care Act. I, you know, I wish the election were this fall. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, all of us obvious, do. But, <laughs> but uh, what the Democrats are doing is is terrible. From the administration to Pelosi to Schumer, um, they're really putting a burden on our country and making the the outlook 
not look too bright. Uh, but, uh, you know, we we do what we can and working hard to win the majority back in 2022. Uh, I think they're they're helping us with that, but that doesn't change the amount of damage they can do between now and uh, the election in 2022. Well, yeah, let's talk about that infrastructure bill. And I will ask you about Afghanistan as well, but let's just talk about the infrastructure bill. I was watching Art Laffer uh, this morning on Fox. Uh, Laffer, of course, worked in the, in the Reagan uh, administration. He's an economist. And he said the worst thing is not if inflation that's going to come uh, because of all this money that the Democrats are going to spend this $3.5 trillion. He said it's the slowing down of the economy. He says we've got 10 million job openings that we can't fill right now because the federal government is giving people money so that it won't work. Oh, it's, I, I hear that over and over and over that uh, the jobs are there and uh, people can't find folks to work. And I was traveling, like you said, out West with some of my committee duties and I heard it all over in the West. I hear it all over in my district. And it's, uh, if you think it's bad now, wait till if they pass this $3.5 trillion uh, false infrastructure bill that they're talking about. It's actually $4.7 trillion when you add the so-called bipartisan $1.2 trillion to it. Right. Uh, it's unbelievable, Dave. I mean, just to try to get your mind around that much money, um, you know, the the bill that was passed last night was the uh, the budget resolution, which allows us to mark up a budget reconciliation bill. I already know that I'm going to be back in D.C. Uh, with the Natural Resources Committee marking up the budget reconciliation bill, and then I'll probably make another trip up there for the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee to mark it up. Well, the, I don't know if they intentionally released it or how it happened, but the Natural Resources Committee had an internal memo that got uh, leaked to the media last night. Mm-hmm. I actually, I was reading it on the airplane flying back. Unbelievable. Just so <clears throat> the Natural Resources Committee, you wouldn't think would have that much to do with a, an infrastructure bill. We're talking $1.2 trillion. Um, but our committee is going to mark up a bill that currently has a top line number of $25.6 billion. <laughs> Uh, but the memo says they think they can add another six billion to it. So call it a thirty thirty one billion dollar bill. Now to put that in perspective, all of the income and sales tax collected in the state of Arkansas last year was like five point seven billion dollars. So you're over five times the amount of money, sales tax and income tax collected in the state of Arkansas in one year is gonna be in the markup in our committee for natural resources. Now to put that in perspective, that's two and a half percent of the total bill. That's how much money we're talking about on 1.2 trillion. Um, If it's 4.7 trillion, it's hard to even fathom how you could print that much money and what you would spend it on. But in the, in the memo, the Democrats put out, uh, here are the line items. Um, Tribal climate resilience and adaptation, $1 billion. Um, just going through the list here. Um, 
Now he's he's to, he's reading right. Induced. You're reading right from the bill, right in front of you, right? Well, I'm le- reading from the Democrats' internal memo. Okay. Mitigating climate-induced weather events, one hundred million dollars. Um, it just goes on and on. Uh, sustainable construction, ten million. Uh, this is the Green New Deal camouflaged as a um, as a infrastructure bill. Climate mm-hmm. resilience and restoration, two hundred and twenty-five million dollars. Civilian Climate Corps, three billion dollars. Um, so you know they want to bring back the CCC, and but instead of the conservation, whatever the CCC was in the thirties, they're going to call it the the Civilian Climate Corps. Okay. Um, and they got $3 billion under national parks, forests, and public lands. Uh, they've got uh, another huge amount under, I don't see the, the line item right now, but it's that's the kind of stuff they've got in it. Endangered Species Act butterflies, $25 billion. Endangered Species Act plants in Hawaii, $25 billion. Endangered Species Act Habitat conservation plans, fifty billion or million. Endangered Species Act recovery plans, one hundred fifty million. Um, Endangered Species Act freshwater mussels, twenty five million. Endangered oh Species God. Act desert fish, twenty five million. Now that freshwater mussel thing, isn't that what uh, kind of uh, held up a bridge up in Northwest Arkansas a few years ago? Uh, yeah, they're they're always going to find a mussel or a mollusk or uh, or something <laughs> that they're able to sue the federal government on. Um, it's and you know this is again two point five percent of the bill coming through the Natural Resources Committee. Amazing! Uh, it, it's it's unbelievable. It's not about infrastructure, just like that voting rights bill that. They passed yesterday was not about voting rights. You know, they stuffed that into uh, the rule for the infrastructure bill so they could get the the nine holdouts on the Democrat side right. to uh, to to vote for it and get the budget reconciliation in place. Congressman, how is it that you know I see you often? I mean, we'll run into each other, and and I see I see you from time to time, even on television and stuff. And you don't have a bandage on your forehead where you've been banging your head against the wall when you read this stuff. I don't understand how you can do that. Well, it's it's frustrating. It I can me, only uh, imagine. It, it, it motivates me to want to work harder. Uh, you know, and what I just told you was not the bad news from yesterday. The worst part was the classified briefing I went to on what's happening in Afghanistan. Uh, that that made me want to actually go out and weep more than to bang my head to think what this administration is doing and how incompetent and inept they are and how pathetic the cabinet members were that were up there giving us the, the presentation. We had, con- it, we had Congre- it, Congressman Hill said what he heard in that briefing and see if you feel the same way and then he heard from the president's speech that afternoon was night and day it was totally different it's like there it's like the twilight zone up there uh, yeah and <laughs> congressman hill probably told you it was classified and we can't really discuss the details of right it, right but we can we can discuss our reaction to the details that we heard and he's exactly right uh, i don't know 
where the breakdown in communication is, this this has to be deliberate. Um, and I tell you, the where my heart breaks is that you've got the U.S. military on a mission that is, and they're doing a, a fantastic job like they always do. But it's a mission that they should never be on. Um, you know, they're <clears throat> they're doing what they've been told to do. Right. But uh, what a terrible situation we've put them in. Um, and you know, I probably can't say a whole lot more about that. Okay. Well, you you hold your powder. We'll be back. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll finish up our uh, discussion for this Wednesday here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back. We got just a few minutes left with Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman, who is he? Got, he went into D.C., cast some votes, and got out of Dodge, and he came back home where there's some sanity at least yes. still uh, still around. Yes. Ken, you had a question? Yeah, uh, I asked this to uh, uh, Congressman Hill, to Congressman Westerman. Um, is that you know? I think you know. You mentioned something about deliberate. You know, obviously there's either miscommunications or is deliberate neglect. And, you know, I, I don't want to – I tell people, I said, I really don't want to toss around the I word because it was, it was just done so too much by the Democrats and the Trump administration. But, I mean, are there – will there – are there going to be ramifications for a president, uh, in my opinion, that are leaving Americans behind, that I think it's, that it's just totally unforgivable what he's doing. And it's, it's worse than anything – than anyone has ever been impeached for, in my opinion. So, I mean, is there talk about that, or is there, you know, is there anything that will be done with uh, even cabinet members? Yeah, great question, Ken. And I think everybody's focus is on getting Americans out of Afghanistan. Uh, you know, my office is working with people. I never knew I had so many connections to people who were in Afghanistan or who had loved ones in Afghanistan. But I think that's that's definitely in the back of, of people's minds. And what you said about the way Democrats abused the impeachment process and drummed up false accusations, um, I think America is kind of tired of that. But if you look at the reasons for impeachment, treason and bribery, uh, and high crimes and misdemeanors. If, if you look at the definition of treason, it talks about aiding and abetting the enemy. And, um, you know, this this gets as close to that as anything I've, I've seen. But, uh, again, there will be a lot of discussions about that going forward. Uh, you know, it's not really the reason why you should or shouldn't look at impeachment, but if you look behind door number two and door number three, there's not a lot of uh, – confidence that i would have there if uh, if biden were to be impeached um and you know harris and pelosi are walking step in step with biden as well uh, if, if i could go back to that budget thing yeah go ahead for just a second so you know i was on the budget committee and what the budget resolution does it gives the framework for the the ceiling on expenditures and the floor on revenue. So it's supposed to it's supposed to have offsets on it. Um, I talked about all the the climate conservation core and the, uh, all that stuff they're wanting to spend money on. Here's how they're proposing to offset the uh, the expenditures, and they've not proposed nearly enough offsets to cover the expenditures. Um, onshore royalty, offshore royalty. That's onshore and offshore energy production. 
oil and gas minimum bid, oil and gas bonding requirement, deferred coal bonus payments, fossil fuel rental rates, fossil fuel lease term links, expression of interest fee, elimination of non-competitive leasing, per acre lease fees, onshore oil and gas inspection fees, offshore oil and gas inspection fees, carbon pollution fee, idled well fees, annual pipeline owner's fee, royalties on all extractive methane, elimination of royalty relief, mineral leasing act penalties, federal oil and gas royalty penalties, OCS penalties, technical amendments to collections, hard rock royalty, displaced material fee, claim maintenance fee, you know, everything they're doing is saying they're going to tax fossil fuels and spend all the money on these, uh, you know, the, the Climate Conservation Corps and all these Green New Deal uh, things that they have. You know, who's going to fill that are the consumers when they uh, not just go to the gas pump, but when they turn their heater or their air conditioner on at their house. Uh, this it will cause inflation and it will cause um, a huge burden on hardworking taxpayers mm. and now, do nothing for the environment. Yeah, and, and and then Biden will go buy oil from the Russians and OPEC. Exactly, just like he's already doing. You know, they don't, they've got a problem with uh, American fossil fuel, but they don't have problems with. Uh, uh, as my friend from Louisiana says, "dirty Putin gas" with Russian <laughs> gas, with uh, <laughs> gas produced in the in the Middle East, uh, they don't have a bit of problem with that. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a problem with child slave labor and, and producing these elements and minerals from uh, from or getting them from China, who's getting them from uh, places like. Afghanistan, where they'll be in there mining soon, mm-hmm. uh, but they want to put a, a hard rock royalty. That that's a, uh, a fee on mining in the United States. They're doing everything they can to stop resource production in the U.S., which also means killing jobs in the U.S. Yeah, uh, they, they, I think uh, if correct me if I'm wrong, Congressman, they're they're eliminating uh, deductions for American offshore drill uh, drilling companies, and uh, I think it's just. A, tip of the iceberg along with the you know trying to pay for it through the raising of the the corporate corporate tax yeah you know when you you pay a lease fee when you're producing on federal land but you also pay a, a royalty they're wanting to raise the royalty rates uh, they're, they're just going to make u.s energy and mineral production non-competitive with the rest of the world and you're and what they're doing is making it unattractive to investors uh, they're doing that in multiple fronts. They're putting, getting woke people on the boards of these corporations. They're putting regulations in place that create uncertainty. And then they're saying they're going to raise their royalty rates. So nobody that's investing in energy is going to look at energy production in the U.S. and say, we want to spend capital here, which means all that capital is going to go to foreign countries. Uh, it's going to be produced in a, uh, a less environmentally friendly, with less labor standards, and uh, you know all those bad things. Uh, for and it's going to destroy our economy. All right, Congressman, thank you for the time. Always a pleasure. We'll get back together with you again next Wednesday. Thank you, Dave. All right, bye bye now, Congressman Bruce Westerman. I think he had a lot more he wanted to talk about yeah. today. So we we just ran out of. All right, Ken, thank you very much for coming in today. I'll see you again next week.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.